0: Hello all, good morning, good afternoon. I hope you're doing well. It's Anna, and welcome to Humans of Montclair, a podcast where we interview and document the lives of the many Montclair residents. On today's inaugural episode, I have Montclair High School rising senior Anaya Fleming-Thomas and rising sophomore Sam Safristine of the Montclair Students Firm here. The Montclair Students Firm is an organization and club at Montclair High School that takes issues prioritized, usually by students, and creates student-made projects to help solve them. Those projects, along with the resolutions, are then presented back to the student body and administration. So how are you guys doing? How has your online school experience been? How are you feeling as we're cruising into the end of the year? Like, how's everything been in general?
1: Um, For me personally, you know, everything's been, you know, pretty as good as it can get, you know, living in a pandemic. Yeah. Uh. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, online school for me, you know, it's not—it's not my favorite thing in the world. I'd rather be in the building, but you know, I understand that it's not safe, so I'm obviously gonna uh, stay home and quarantine and socially distance for the betterment of society. Can you
2: Sam, I'm great. I'm doing. I'm happy to be here. I'm doing well. Um, thank you so much for having me on here. Um, thank you, Anaya. She's an awesome leader at MSF. Um. And i want to thank all the listeners um for taking the time to listen um to the you know this recording of who we are as a club uh m s f um yeah I'm, I'm doing as good as I can in a deadly pandemic, second side <laughs> yeah um but um uh yeah I'm, I'm fine
0: yeah um so as Sam and I both said before uh, the Montclair Students Forum, or MSF is an organization, but also a club at the Moncler High School. Um, can you guys describe what you do and everything, just so everyone that's listening can get a whole gist of all of that? Because you are a club, but at the same time, you're definitely way more than a
1: club. Uh, absolutely, to get right down to the heart of it, we really are just student representatives and we really just voice what the mm-hmm. students want within the district um, in regards to how everything's being run, um, yeah. like what the administration is going on, like what's going on in the administration, you know. Uh, we noticed Sam uh, and myself. We noticed that you know the parents have their own, you know, outreach. Teachers have their own, uh, but it there hasn't really been much for students in regards to not being tied to the uh, a certain uh, administration which you know would be like the student coalition and all, and all of that. Um, so we really are just, I keep saying this, but we really are student representatives and we really, really make sure that our students' voices are heard within the district.
0: I know this is like a really broad question to ask and I kind of talked about it earlier as we were greeting each other, but could you, Sam and I, both describe what your last in-person year was like? I know Sam, you were an eighth grader at Glenfield. Uh, and Anaya, you were a sophomore at Montclair High School. Uh, just describe how that was like, and for you and Anaya, how did that contribute to the formation of MSF?
1: I was a part of a, a separate organization related to something like MSF. You know, it was something similar. And you know, my in-person year it was pretty standard until you, a know, deadly uh, <laughs> um, It was pretty standard up until that, and I was a part of this uh, separate organization. And it it definitely helped with my leadership skills and how um, getting involved with, uh, I guess you can say students' rights and things going on in the district. That's how that, it definitely helped with that.
2: In my last year uh, in person, I was, as you said, an eighth grader. Um, And I was at the time serving as the student council president of Glenfield um it was one of the highest honors i have ever been given by the student body and i of course want to thank them for that opportunity that they gave me it allowed um and and does contribute to my leadership capabilities um, in msf and still as a member of student government um, at my school um the montclair students firm is based off of the premise that we take issues prioritized by the students. And we solve these issues um, through these projects and then present our solutions back to the students and even to the administration. Uh, That is something that I worked on when I was student council president. I also worked in that organization that Anaya was in uh, for a brief period of time Um, that also helped out. Um, And um, I think all of those things, that experience has contributed to my success at the Montclair Students Firm.
0: I really like how the both of you in an effort to shed light on past organizations and how you cited that as a huge contributor to your own success, not just a reason to the formation of Montclair Students Firm, but also like, hey, these were building blocks in my career of working as an organization and public speaking, all these really important traits and qualities that you both the both of you who are relatively young are kind of mastering and learning like, way earlier than most people do and yeah, that's great and it's just a really good thing to do and you're really helping yourself out helping others out and just contributing to your community and i think that's really good so yeah that makes me really happy talk to me about your past projects whether it would be with Montclair christian's firm your past organizations or your own personal projects that maybe gave you, I guess, more inspiration to really work hard and really work on the idea of creating from
2: As a student council president, it was um, my campaign promise to the entire student body of Glenfield to create a student voice um, that stood up to the administration legitimately. Um, in the year that I was running, uh, I was a seventh grader. We had had three different principles over the course of one year. Not once did they ask for student opinion on that at all. Can I ask um,
0: you why? I don't mean to interrupt you, but can I ask you why they did that? I feel like that's a really it gave me a lot of information to work with. I want to keep on pressing you on that. I mean
2: Yeah. Um I only really
0: remember what I heard from you know everyone that was talking about, hey, we're pulling out this principle and slapping a new one in this
2: that, oh, and that. Yeah it it, it was <laughs> It was very difficult. It was. It was really. It was very odd. Um, it, it. It was a, the each transition from principal to principal was very bizarre in terms of how it usually works in Montclair. Uh, there wasn't that you know settling in period where each principal got to know the student. So, um, we started with Dr. Petrino, um, who you know, a, a, as the majority of the Montclair student body um, would know, um, is is now kind of ousted because of racist comments um and even racist behavior at a um, montclair public schools district meeting um after he was transferred to renaissance um before that incident um he was succeeded by anthony grosso who is who Briefly served as principal of Montclair High School. And uh, Anthony Grosso's transition into Montclair High School um, s- produced Cheryl Hopper, who was the principal of Edgemont, uh, one of the smallest, I believe the smallest elementary school in the Montclair Public Schools District, uh, to come to Glenfield, which is one of the largest schools in the Montclair Public School District and a middle school. So um, when all of these changes were happening with each administration in the school comes new policies. Um, The students were left in the dark. What I did um, as student council president, and I really can't say I, it was a team effort of the entire council paired with the students of Glenfield Middle School, the student body, was created a student government, a functioning government with a legislature and an executive council both were elected and both passed legislation both passed bills and policies defending the rights of the students in school and defending their voice i think that has contributed greatly um, to how i foresee projects at the montclair students firm and how i foresee a student voice at montclair high school one that can evolve one that can mold and shape depending on the climate
0: that's great sam honestly Um... For a follow-up question, I mean, I know you've always been very passionate about politics and government. I feel like before I knew you, if I scrolled through, like, social media, whether it be, like, Instagram or my Facebook or something, I just knew you as the, you know, Glenfield Politico. But before something as big as that, did you really think you had a voice or you had enough to contribute to Glenfield? Or was that, like, your first like coming of age moment where you realize like, I have a voice. I did this with two, three other people. It's definitely possible. Like if you put your mind to it, was that was that like your first time?
2: Collectively, the students always have a voice if they work together with one another. I took advantage of that, and the student body was able, I felt, to unite during my presidency um, and uh, you know during the. In- administration that um, I was serving under um, to come together and to create this student voice that stood up to the administration, I think I had the the resolve that behind every new decision that the Executive Council or the General Assembly of the student government that um, our administration created um, was support of the students. So if the majority of students support something that the Student Council does, then assuredly, a pretty significant amount of the parents will support it too. That amounts to, you know, with a school as big as Glenfield, with a majority as big as, you know, as it is to be necessary to have a majority at Glenfield, um, that's, that's that would, the amount of people that I have in support would be in the hundreds. And it's not in support of me, it's in support of student voice policies at Glenfield Middle School. Was it a coming of age moment? I think probably I, I I really do think it probably was um you know to see the support that the students had for a cause that I feel like I want to represent is not just emotional um but it's also empowering. It shows that there is power in numbers and there is power most of all in democracy, and that it works, so I think that the togetherness of the students was really able to shape the success that our administration had um during the 2018-2019 school year or i'm sorry 2019-2020 at glenfield middle school
0: I, uh, um, talk to me about like your past projects that you've you know done whether it be your personal stuff with the past organization or with mont christian's firm itself and tell me about maybe some of the the relationships that you've made with either teachers that have supported you throughout those projects or changes you want to make or even like relationships you've made yourself with the board of education
1: as for my personal projects i've worked closely with a lot of um, especially in June, with a lot of activists um regarding the whole black lives matter uh well yeah regarding the whole black lives matter protest within uh, within June May, that whole summer of last year. Uh, it's definitely, like, made me open my eyes politically, as, you know, and Sam, he's a very political person. He's very into politics, um, as I was, as, I, you know, as, as I am as, <laughs> as well. It's definitely helped form MSF's values, yes. Um, regarding where we stand uh, politically and all those things. Uh, as for MSF's projects, excuse me. Um, we've put together a mental health publication. we put together two. Uh, one is called Mental Health in Schools. That's mainly a factual one. Uh, just outline outlining what it's like to live in a pandemic and to just reassure students that they're not alone in feeling what they're feeling. Because you know, uh, a lot of people are under mental duress at this time. And the second one is called Checking MPSD that is more uh, an opinion piece it has a lot of personal anecdotes within it and it's basically just calling out montclair high school and the montclair public school district as a whole and what they could be doing better to help uh students in regards to online school and being you know disconnected from a lot of people because when you're not you're, when you're not in school you, you don't really get that that socialization that you need. All you see is your parents and, you know, a pet if you have one. Um, So yeah, (laughs) Uh, in regards to uh, MSF's overall projects, that's what we've done. Um, Checking MPSD, that was a separate uh, publication. That was a separate publication. We did not publicize that on on grade Google classrooms, as you know, we are uh, critiquing the administration. We posted that on our social medias, but as for mental health in schools, the more factual piece, we were able to get it out to all grade nine, well, all grade classrooms um, at Montclair High School. And we also as well posted that on our social medias.
2: Yeah, I think with mental health in schools, the primary publication that we curated um, it was probably the most collective group effort that the Montclair Students' Firm has engaged in, you know, in our entire existence. Um, checking MPSD, its follow up was um, obviously a more opinionated piece. It had um, a less factually based premise, as mental health in schools did, um, and a a more anecdotal like um, opinionated. Uh, premise. So I think that both of those things catered to the beliefs of the students. On one hand, uh, the students are disappointed um, in a way with the way that the administration has conducted um, mental health in schools. And on the other, there is a quote, I think, a moral behind mental health in schools, saying that you're not alone. You know, here here are statistics that prove that you are in the majority of students who are facing o- almost a mental disability at this time. Yeah,
0: um, I was just about to ask both of you about this. Um, my follow-up question was about your mental health publication as, in my opinion, I think um, you do your very best in the mental questions firm to really, um, you know, support the betterment of every student in the district whether it be academically or socially and mentally i mean if anything i feel like everyone's mental health has declined (laughs) that's the only way to put it really and i think that can drastically affect one's academic career um so let's talk about the mental health publication i mean what really drove you guys to do it and how was the reaction from other people i mean personally i think you guys were one of the only people besides a club at Monkler High School called End the Stigma that made an effort to really discuss it and not, you know, and not discuss it by saying things like, hey, like, here are some resources in my Instagram bio or something, but rather going, you know, spearheading it and being like, hey, um, this is what's going on. Um, I'm disappointed in how people in the district are handling mental health in schools. But as Sam said, you're not alone. So <laughs> let's talk about that.
1: In regards to, uh, uh, you know, a decline in mental health affecting how you perform academically, that, that's so true. And I feel like everybody uh, this year has experienced some sort of academic decline um, in regards to online school and not being around people and just, you know, being isolated. Um, you know, you lose that, that lack of motivation, and I've heard from many people that, you know, online school is starting to feel optional. You're not, you're not getting up, and you're not going to a building uh, every day to, to learn. Um,
0: no, I just, you said how online school is optional, and to confess that my first period, I woke up, I didn't get out of bed. I was still in my bed sheets and my comforter. I just logged on to a Zoom and had my camera off and was like it was my Spanish class so I was like buenos dias (laughs) I don't don't care I just I can't like it's so optional like we all have like senioritis right now because it's like late May to early June but like we have been in senioritis mode since September.
1: (laughs) We've been in senioritis mode since March of last year. so it, it's really it's really difficult because you know you you can't as Anna you know you're doing school from your bed and you'd rather sleep in your bed than learn about the Pythagorean theorem or Sokotoa or whatever you know so it, it's definitely like it definitely attributes to um to low grades and I, I really feel like the, the district should be or it's not even the district the teachers should be empathetic to that towards that um I feel like maybe probably the district has done everything that can be done in regards to online schooling in terms of you know making it feel like a classroom with the mandatory zooms but at the end of the day you know the teacher is the one who's running the classroom um so i, I really feel it should be up to them
2: yeah, everyone can em- empathize with that every student um um i think that there is a lot of truth to our mental health publication in terms um, that everyone is going through it, everyone is going through you know this kind of mental crisis. We are stuck inside of our houses in a tumultuous political period while a deadly pandemic is killing people every single day. This is unheard of in history, unheard of and The lack of social interaction that this has caused is detrimental to student development and your development as a mature person. Um, Studies have shown that over and over again. We believed that there was a demand for a mental health publication because no other club had thoroughly researched and went in depth describing the mental health in students in an academic sense so we curated this publication with the hopes that students would read it empathize with it and most of all comprehend it and comprehend what was in it
0: i know both you anaya and sam and the rest of the montclair students firm club um if you guys don't know already we're talking about the montclair students firm organization part so that's mainly a lot of stuff that sam and anaya and a few of the board and team members do on their own. But there's also a Montclair Students Firm Club, which greatly helps and contributes a lot throughout the Montclair High School rather than the district itself. Correct me put the Google Classroom in the description and all this information below if you are interested in joining because the Montclair Students Firm Club and organization are both really amazing things that I highly encourage you if you are a Montclair High School student to join or get interested and involved with it. Naya and Sam, you two are either toying with the idea of curating a petition or working with um, a Montclair group that has already created a petition that has been in the previous uh, issues of Montclair Local, our town newspaper, that basically states that Board of Ed members in this town should be elected instead of nominated. If you're not from Montclair, the way that our Board of Education works is that uh, Board of Ed members are nominated by our mayor instead of them being voted by Montclair Township in elections. Um, can I ask you both why you support this uh, as many other Montclair residents, mostly parents and some students as well do and what really motivated it for you two?
2: Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, we are uh, exploring the um, notion of curating a poll uh, to send out to the students um, of Montclair High School asking them if they would support an elected board or would rather stay with the same appointed board uh, created by the mayor i think that this is a very important issue in montclair and an important issue to montclair students firm because it specifically attacks a voice in montclair and the fact that we are one of very, very, very few districts in the state of New Jersey and in the country that still elects their board members is an outdated system. I think that there is something to be said about, um, you know, the lack of democracy that we're seeing um, in this process, in this policy.
0: Um, Just to clarify, Sam, um, did you mean uh, nominate, not elect?
2: Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. No
0: worries. I just wanted yes, to- the, the Yes. Mayor,
2: the mayor currently nominates um, a board member.
0: All right. Great. Um, Anaya, do you have anything to say on the topic as well?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, just like speaking on behalf of MSF. Um, obviously, like if the need for the elected board members is to encourage diversity. I, I really feel that can be done in any other way like it doesn't like you don't have to be appointed in order there doesn't have to be appointments in order for there to be diversity um as long as it's mandated and everybody is accessible to voting um and then it shouldn't be an issue
0: yeah um i also want to go back to the idea of the publication of the checking mpsd um can I call it an op-ed? Because it is an opinion piece um, that you guys all curated. Um, with the idea of creating a poll that is against the, uh, I guess, protocol of you know, the Montclair School District and how the Board of Ed, you know, um, chooses to keep their board members on again by being nominated by the mayor. On top of you know having a publication or op-ed piece written criticizing the Board of Ed school district, um, how do you think that will affect your future relationship with them? I think if you have this you know platform with Montclair students, you definitely want to get in touch with people that happen to be on the Board of Ed, who also happen to be nominated by the mayor, and eventually as we rise up, you wanna you know get to know those people, but is there a chance they don't want your help because of the criticism you've given them in the past? Or do you think they'll be optimistic about it because your students who are being affected by their, I guess, um, municipal legislature?
1: Definitely not like afraid of the board not wanting to work with us. Uh, it, it comes like with the territory. Like Nobody likes to be told that they're wrong or, you know what they're doing isn't right or you know that we don't agree with what they're doing so nobody no nobody likes to hear that especially if it's about their own idea um so it wouldn't it hinder our our process and would it would it like make things harder for us like absolutely yeah that and and that comes with the territory but that's not going to stop us from speaking out and, and doing what the students want us to do because at the end of the day, we are student representatives and we don't, we're not to cater for the Board of Ed or any type
2: of administration. I 100% agree with Anaya. Um, Look, we would love to work with the Board of Education. Um, We surround ourselves um, with the values that we work with the administration instead of necessarily against them. Um, but there is a point where when we are sacrificing democracy um, you know, in the name of something that we can still have, then it becomes a much more contentious issue, a, a more interesting issue um, in terms of representation. The term legislature in the United States suggests that the people, a part of it, are elected. That's not what's going on here. What's happening is that the mayor is appointing the members that dictate the lives of our students, my fellow students, and my parents and their friends' children. That's not okay. There's a separate board called the Board of School Estimate that dictates where the funding is going. In a town like this, in a town that has such high taxes, in a state that has such high taxes, in a town that gets so much state funding, why are our schools in the condition they're in? The problem at hand is that the Board of Education is not being held accountable by anyone. The only people that they're being held accountable by remotely might be the mayor. But the reality is that they don't have to stand election. They really don't even have to stand in front of the public. It is undemocratic and fundamentally un-American that we have an unelected board member serving our town, multiple board members. I think that this is something that contradicts the values of the majority of our country contradicts the values of the majority of our town and that's why we're seeing such an outcry. The Board of Education dropped the ball during COVID times multiple, multiple instances, I think that they have shown time and again that they are not respecting the ability and the will of the people and the students, whether it goes from spending around $10,000 for Go Guardian to having no live classes at all last year, this Board of Education has shown to be unfit to serve our people. We need democracy and we need it right now.
0: I 100% agree. You guys are both incredibly articulate on such a you know touchy question and subject, and you guys didn't hold back. Thank you very much. Um, for those who don't know, um, Go Guardian is um, it's a technology company that a lot of school districts use um, for the most part. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, a lot of it involves you know creating firewalls and all that to keep students in those districts protected but they can also, you know, flag certain websites. And if you're on like a school Chromebook or any technology device that is, you know, district mandated, um, teachers or administrators can check the tabs that students have open, pretty much go through your computer. um, And I can understand and see why so many students were uncomfortable with that. And our school districts spent about, $20,000 on GoGuardian technologies. And a lot of students and parents were not okay with it. And that doesn't mean it's necessarily a bad thing as the intentions of it were for mental health purposes and how to like, you know, protect and flag students that have, you know, certain keywords that could have raised awareness or, you know, raised um, speculation. But at the same time, it really, Invaded the privacy of students. So I can see why a lot of people had an issue with that, just to clarify for listeners. Anaya, uh, I've known you like since I was a freshman. I'm now a rising junior, and you definitely made my high school experience amazing and uh, really adjustable for me. So I appreciate that for you, for me, I don't know, or for you too, but um, you're now a rising senior. So it's like you're reaching the end of your high school career. But Sam, you're a sophomore, or a rising sophomore. Um, You're kind of in the middle of it, but you're still at that beginning. So we have two different, I guess, timestamps of high school experience on this call right now, or being recorded right now. Your chances on this next question may be different, which is why I want to ask it for both of you guys, but Anaya where do you see yourself and the Montclair students from within a year? And Sam, where do you see yourself and the Montclair students from within a year?
1: Where do I see myself? Graduating, very excited for that. Now, as for MSF, um, we have a starting project in September that Sam and myself have planned for. It's our ongoing achievement gap uh, task force going to be an ongoing project throughout MSF's uh, entirety. Uh, And I really want to see that get off the ground, and I really want to see that make some changes uh, within the district, Uh, no matter how small they might be, you know, changes are changes. Now, I do understand that it'll be only be our second year um, active within the school district, so I do understand that we don't make any huge changes in that second year. But I would definitely want us to collaborate with more clubs and to reach out to more students, as you know, our whole our whole thing is us collaborating and being student representatives and getting involved. And the only way that we can get involved is by collaborating with other people and other clubs. So I definitely would like us to get our name out there more, and I definitely want us to uh, collaborate with as many clubs as possible inside of. Uh, the Montclair High School and just in Montclair in general. We we did a fundraiser collaborating with a small business in Montclair. So definitely just getting our, our names out there in, in the district and in the community in general.
2: 100% um, what Anaya said, you know, we are a club that is based off of uh, working for the students. Um, we are a club Uh, where it's never one person doing anything alone. We work as a group. We are all on equal footing. Um, In terms of specific projects that we will be accomplishing uh, come next year, uh, we do have that achievement gap project, um, which uh, will be carried out in the form of a task force um, inside of MSF. Additionally, uh, we plan to work with other clubs and really get our name out there. As Anaya was saying, um, it's literally in our constitution to work with other clubs. That's one of our main bases at MSF. So we love it when other clubs reach out to us and we try to reach out to other clubs as best we can. Um, And in terms of the climate of getting back to school after a hybrid solution and over a year of out-of-school learning, I think that we would have to see what the climate brings us among the students. Um, We are in very unpredictable times. We cannot foresee the future or what new challenges to the students will arise once we return to school. Uh, MSF will be um, very vigilantly um, examining and watching how the students are reacting to that. And if we see anything, we will stand up for it.
0: Those were loaded and great answers, guys. I really appreciate you both taking time out of your day to come on radio and talk about your club and your endeavors and your future endeavors. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much to the both of you, honestly. I really do appreciate it. Um, are there any last words you, both of you want to say to our listeners?
1: Uh, I would like to say thank you, Anna, for giving this up. Giving us this opportunity to just come on radio and just talk to the people. And um, if you're if you're a Montclair High School student and if you're interested in making some type of change within the district, please come come to our meetings. Uh, and you already have a classroom code that I'm pretty sure you'll put I in. I do. Mm-hmm. In the writing.
0: meetings are on Wednesdays at lunch around ten thirty, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, in the description box, I'm assuming.
2: I want to thank you, Anna, so much for having us on here. I want to thank the students of Montclair High School for always be so, being so supportive of uh, our endeavors as a club and really welcoming us to the student affairs uh, column at Montclair High School. Um, and again, just as Anaya said, if you guys are willing to make a change and standing up to the administration, we're always here. If you have any questions, we're always here. We stand up for you. We represent you and we're always happy to work for you. Thank you so much for having us on.
0: Of course, thank you again for taking time every day to come on to radio. Um, I hope everyone listening um, has a great day. And be sure to listen to more Montclair Radio podcasts.
1: Um- yeah, if you're, if you're a Montclair High School student and you're interested in what we do, please come to a meeting or please email me or Sam or Anna, because she's a partner, too. Um, our emails will be...
0: Montclair students, parents, or any crazy sports fan... Are the New York Knicks or Brooklyn Nets your team? If so, check out The City That Never Sleeps, a New York Knicks and Brooklyn Nets podcast hosted by my friends and classmates, Josh and Alex. The duo talks games, playoffs, players, pretty much all things New York basketball. The podcast can be found on all major platforms or can be found in Montclair Radio's Instagram bio, at Montclair Radio. Again, that's The City That Never Sleeps. Be sure to check it out. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of Humans of Montclair. I'm Anna Brubaker, and a few things that you can do to help support the podcast is to follow Montclair Radio. That is at Montclair Radio on Instagram. That is Montclair High School's Radio Club, and it's also where you can find Humans of Montclair updates. And wherever you're listening, make sure to subscribe and drop a five-star rating or review. That would really help us out. And yeah, thank you so much again, and we'll see you for the next episode.